0: Hello, and welcome to the Bloom Strong podcast. Here you will find content and conversation that will reveal, awaken and activate the full heart restoration for the woman from the inside to the outside. We believe sustainable change is led by love and not driven by the fear of not being good enough. We hope that today you feel free to be in process, free to be perfectly loved in process, and hope-filled and inspired to continue growing and chasing after the heart of the Father. You are His beloved. Thanks for listening. Today on the podcast, we were blessed with my dear friend Kaylee Tomtan, and she also has a ministry called All Together Lovely Co., and she's doing some incredible things for the kingdom of God, with women's ministry in the Pacific Northwest. And so I invite you to follow her on Instagram. Her handle is at altogetherlovely underscore co. So go ahead and do that. Um, Please like and subscribe and leave a review on this if you love it. But this episode is gold. I was wrecked. I was impacted. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I will do from here on out to protect, guard, and just so deeply into my friendships. This is my beautiful friend, Kaylee. <laughs> Hi. And um, we connected about almost a year ago. We were just talking about It's almost <laughs> our one year friend anniversary. <laughs> and um, the thing that pops into my heart when I think of Kaylee is she's an excellent shepherd. Like her being in my life and being my friend and watching how she loves me and how she loves other people just makes you rethink the kind of friend that you are. And so it's so beautiful and it's a ministry in and of itself. And she also has a ministry called altogether lovely, which is so life-giving and so beautiful. Um, But I'm just so grateful (laughs) that number one, have you as my friend and number two, that you are willing to come on and share all of the goodness that the Lord has given you. To steward and the overflow on other people. So, um, yeah, I'm really thankful to be
1: here. Really honored. So, yeah, thank you to you, Elizabeth, and Bloomstone Ministries, and all of you ladies for being here. So, yeah, really thankful.
0: Yeah. Um, So we're gonna dive in, but Kaylee, would you like to open us with prayer? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Lord, we just uh, take a deep breath before your presence. We just invite your Holy Spirit to minister to us, God, and to be with us. God, we thank you for imparting, Lord, the deep well of friendship within us, Father, that we could operate, God, that we could function, that we could model the display of friendship but God, that we would also be um, a treasured friend to others, God, and that simultaneously, Father, that you would put the right friends in our life, God, Um, where those who would propel our spiritual walk, God, those who have um, moral uprightness, who have integrity, God, who value um, the kingdom, that walk in obedience to your word, God, And we just pray, God, just for the the sweetness of friendship to be known today, God, the way that you are a friend to us, God. I just pray that we could mimic that, God, in the way that we're friends to others. And Father, I just pray that in this time, God, we just give you access to our hearts. God, we give you access to our mind. And Lord, we just say you have permission. You have permission, God. Anything that you want to correct, in the way that we've been doing friendship god we give you permission to correct mm. god anything that you want to tend to god anything you want to sweeten up god we just give you permission in jesus name mm. amen, mm. amen. Awesome. all right um well one of the questions uh, elizabeth sent me um was what is the difference in dynamic from being a friend Um, when you're single versus when you become married. Um, And there was a couple of key things that really came to mind for me um, as I was praying about that. And one was boundaries. So, um, you know, boundaries are biblical. Boundaries are Um, vital in relationship and they're really a guardrail that we withhold in relationship for safety, for protection, for honor, for respect, and even for love. Um, So for me, when I think about when I was single to when I transitioned to being married, um, which was actually just over a year ago, so we just celebrated our one-year anniversary, so that was very exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, there was some boundaries that I had already had set in place as well as my husband when we were single that made that transition to marriage that much easier. Um, and so for us, that looked like we were never texting the opposite sex without involving each other in that text together. Um, so, for example, um, we share the same mutual best friends which are Brianna and Bjorn. Um, And so um, even though Brianna and Bjorn have given me permission to text Bjorn, which is my best friend's husband, if need be, because we're going on almost um, nine years of friendship. So there's been a lot of mutual trust, right? A lot of respect. But they've always said, you know, hey, if you need anything, you know, from him, it's totally fine for you to just text Bjorn, right? Because they trust me. Um, But for me, before I was even married, it just was so important to me that there was never any misconception of my intentions. Mm -hmm. There was never any miscommunication, right? It just takes all of that stuff away from being entertained in anyone's mind if you're just not even going there, right? So I can truthfully say the only time I have texted her husband is when we were trying to throw a surprise party for her, um, which can be difficult to throw surprise parties for people. But as soon as the surprise party was over, I mean, I told her, hey, we've been texting, trying to plan this, You know, just wanted to let you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's really good for communication in many different aspects, right? Because that shows my respect for Bjorn, her husband, And it also shows respect for my best friend that i'm not crossing any boundaries Mm -hmm. um in the same regard that was something that my husband upheld as well he was never texting women individually Um, if he was planning a worship set or anything like that there was other people included in messages um you know and that's just how we had chosen to do things prior to us even getting married um and so um, you're just, you know, you're really being cautious, you're being sensitive to um, to other people and just keeping that in mind. And if that's something that you practice prior to marriage, it's just going to transition so easily when you get married. Um, and so that's something that my husband and I still walk out to this day. Um, we don't hang out with the opposite sex alone um, because, again, we want that mutual respect. For each other um, and we want to be sensitive to each other we always want to avoid the appearance of evil right that's biblical mm-hmm. so it just takes all of that um, it takes all of that away when you're just walking stuff out with morals and with integrity um so um like for myself you know my husband is truly you know out other than the lord is my guy best friend you know i don't hold other guys to the same level that i hold my spouse to Um, because i respect my spouse i value him and at the end of the day i i never want my spouse to question where he stands in my heart that's super important to me and so um so i just i don't have guys that have the same level in my life that my husband does right i don't talk to other men about things i talk to my husband about mm-hmm. i don't hug other guys i hug my husband you know and um and so i just think you know that's really important to have those boundaries um and we have those boundaries because we don't want to violate someone's heart we always want to protect people and so if we're doing that for our spouse and we're doing that in friendship then it's those boundaries are really helping to keep the relationships thriving. Mm. Um, So, um, yeah, so I think those are a couple key, like, boundaries because, you know, um, other boundaries that we have, you know, uh, for example, like Elizabeth shared, you know, I have a women's ministry, and so we have meetings once a month. And he knows that that's important to me. That's a priority. He's very supportive of my ministry. Um, But I also tell the girls when we meet, we have to end at 830 because Mm -hmm. my priority is still my husband. Mm -hmm. I want to go home and I want to cuddle my husband and I want to love on my husband and I want quality time with him and I want to spend time with him. So yes, this meeting is important, but the boundary is It can't go past 830 because I still need to love my spouse. Um, So even just with your time, with your energy, with your efforts, um, you know, as women, we can get pulled in so many different directions, whether it's with our spouse or kids or ministries or, you know, helping with dinner, dishes or homework, right? All these different facets that we have to play throughout the day. Um, but just keeping in mind that your spouse is really deserving of your time and your attention. So if you give that away, right, all Mm. through the day, and then your spouse gets the crumbs Mm. at the end of the day, that's not fair. Um, and that's really just a lack of boundaries that we have to set up in our own life to prevent that. Um, the second portion that really came to mind, um, was having realistic expectations. Um, for when we are in those seasons of change, of transitions, of different life events, whether that's, you know, recently getting married or recently having a baby, right? All of those play um, maybe even a medical condition, right? Different things that are um, pulling on a friend that you may not be used to. Um, So maybe, you know, you're used to having, you know, someone having a certain capacity a friendship in your life, but they just can't give that in that season that they're in, in that season of change or transition, you know, it's, it's our job as friends to not place pressure on them, Mm -hmm. but to release that and go, how can I make your life easier? What could I do to help serve you? How could I come alongside of you? So you feel supported and encouraged and, you know, how can I be praying for you this week? Right. Right instead of coming in from the mentality of what can i get yes. from you you know we're we're choosing to shift our focus instead of it being about me to being about how can i bless this friend in my life um and just carrying those realistic expectations so like for an example in a recent conversation my friend and i were having we were talking about when people transition into having a baby and they're really used to having quality time. And they haven't been able to really have that same dynamic yet. They still get quality time, but it just looks different, right? And so instead of being like, hey, I need to come over and talk to you, but I need you to put the baby down for a nap so that we can have quality time, right? That becomes more about me, right? Instead of hey, I would love to come over and be involved in your life, involved in your story. You know, how are you guys doing on formula? Should I pick up some diapers on my way? What would you think about me bringing lunch over? Would that be helpful for you? I'd love to sit down and spend time with you you guys, right? So then it takes the pressure off of, oh man, well, you know, this friend Mm -hmm. needs me to meet this need of quality time. And I can't give that emotionally right now. I don't have the time for that. I don't have the capacity for that right now in my life. Mm. And then all of a sudden they're feeling really pressured, right? Which puts people in kind of an awkward predicament in relationship. Mm. So it's taking the pressure off and figuring out, you know, how we can come alongside of someone with realistic expectations and be a blessing. Mm. Um, because, dynamics of friendship are, they're going to change and they're going to shift and they're going to look different, right? Cause there's so many different seasons that we go through in relationships. So just being involved in their whole story, you know, one mm-hmm. of my favorite things about my best friend, Brianna is, um, that their little daughter, um, uh, because I literally was in the room, um, when she was coming out of the womb of my best friend, <laughs> <laughs> um, she has just, she's grown up around me. So she knows my name. She lights up as soon as I walk into the room. She's always super excited to come over and give me a hug. She just gets this big smile on her face. And it's such a huge blessing to me because I, I'm a part of their whole story. Mm-hmm. So I've the transitions, the seasons mm-hmm. that my best friend has been through, I've been in. I didn't take myself away from that and say, oh, I'm not in the same season or this is what this season has to look like for me. No, I've just come alongside of them and I've loved, loved their whole family. Um, And there's such a great reward from that because now I get to have these playful interactions with her daughter. And it just blesses me because I'm, I'm auntie in her Mm -hmm. life, but that's because I've been so involved. So I think really being involved in their whole story is really important. Um, and the second question that Elizabeth asked me was, um, how can we help minister and catapult women into their identity or into their calling? (laughs) Um so you know practically um there's lots of different ways that you can do this um so i just wrote down a couple of key things uh one of them is you know encouraging and affirming you know the women into your life um you know i've heard it said before right there's the five different love languages And I've heard people say, well, I'm not good at the the words of affirmation. That's just not natural for me. Um, I honestly believe that's just a lie from the pit of hell. (laughs) Um, Just just being honest. Um, And I don't mean that with any condemnation whatsoever. But the only reason some people are not good at words of encouragement or affirmation is because they're too Mm. self-focused. They're too fleshly minded. the, the the reason that it's so critical, especially in our culture, just our day and age that we have now, I mean, people need to be encouraged. People need Mm -hmm. to be affirmed and not into sin, not into, um, you know, a lack of integrity or living immorally. We don't need to affirm that. Um, but it's, there's always something good in someone, you know, no one is a hundred percent bad, mm-hmm. and we can find the gold to pull out that people need. People need mm-hmm. to be reminded of those things. They've got lots of voices speaking negatively. They've got lots of people condemning them. They've got lots of people saying, "You're not doing this right. You're not doing this enough. You need to be doing more of this. Why don't you have this type of Instagram page? Why don't you have?" this, you know, family photo, right? All these different things. And so we can be the people that really stand beside them and just pull out all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and we do that simply by taking, again, taking the focus off of ourselves Mm -hmm. and putting it onto someone else. Um, and so when we do that, we get out of the flesh and we put on the spirit, right? We're putting on that new clothing, those new garments. And
0: at the same time, that's what we're doing for somebody else. Mm, So good. It reminds me of the quote: everyone has a king and a fool inside of them. The one you speak to is the one that will come alive, basically. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's
1: good. Um, so yeah, and then really just reminding people who they are. Um, and I'm gonna talk more about this in a little bit, but um when you are reflecting on those good qualities. Um, the good attributes that somebody has. And, and that's what you're pulling out. You're helping someone to remind them of, of who they really are in Christ, right? Maybe not who they're being in that moment, maybe not um what someone else says they are, but you're reminding them who they really are according to the Lord. And that really takes having discernment and spending quality time with Jesus in order to actually know what the Lord is saying about someone. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, praying scripture over them, um, praying for them and not being um, not being shy with those hard conversations. Right. Because love and um, ministering to women also looks like having those hard conversations. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is a pattern that I've noticed Mm -hmm. a couple of times and um, this is concerning to me or this hurts me. Um, or, you know, there's been distrust that's happened a couple of times and it's really weighing on me and I want to feel like I can trust you, but I'm having a hard time with that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I don't really like the way that you handled this situation or the way that you talked to me during, you know, this circumstance. So it's dealing with those things, not just letting them, um, fall at the wayside or slip under the rug, but actually addressing, In dealing with those issues that are hindering the relationship. Mm. You know, like Elizabeth says, you know, not allowing those foxes to come in and destroy Mm. the vineyard. Right. So how do you do that? You put up boundaries, right. You put up, you put up um, those conversations that are like, I I don't like the way that this keeps happening. This is hurting me. Mm. This is damaging to our friendship. Mm. Right. So also having, those kind of hard conversations, because that's ministering as well. It's that, it's that challenge of iron sharpening iron. Mm. Um. also I said, you know, praying for people, this is super huge. And I feel like, unfortunately, it's been something in like Christian circles that has kind of gone on for a little too long when someone's like, Hey, will you pray for me? And you're like, yeah. Right. And then you don't. Or someone's texting you their prayer request or their need. And and you're like, sure, yeah, I'll I'll pray for you. But then you never do, right? So if people are opening up to us in vulnerability and entrusting something into our care, then it's our job to go to bat and like go to war for Mm -hmm. them. And that's how you look at that prayer time is like, I'm I'm contending on behalf of this person. Um, And so you're really, you're just fighting for them. You're going to war for them. Um, Also, just um, you know, reminding women like, what do you like to do? You know, sometimes I think we overcomplicate. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes I think we overcomplicate. Um, we just we can overcomplicate lots of things in Christianity, but calling I think is one of those. Mm. I think we can overcomplicate what someone's calling is, or what is my calling. And I think the simplicity of it is what do you feel God's release on and what do you enjoy doing? Cause God mm. loves when you're filled with joy, something that makes you happy. And yet it's also pleasing to him, right? It's godly. It has godly intent, godly purpose. Um, I think it's important when we say we believe in someone to show that we believe in someone. And so mm. giving them opportunities, um, allowing their you know uh, their desires to be fulfilled you know so if if someone comes to me for example in my ministry and they're like you know I I want to speak about you know salvation and I could go oh well you know I haven't heard them talk before maybe they're not really a good communicator I'm not sure right but if I've watched them and I've kind of I've seen Right, and I value it for myself. I can go. Okay, I'm going to trust them with this opportunity, and um, because that's something that they wanted, right? And so I can show, hey, I value this in you by giving you an opportunity. Um, I also think at the same time as it's important to give people opportunities um, by showing that we believe in it, we believe in them. Um, it's also important in times when we are administering or we're wanting to catapult women into identity and calling also not to hand something over to someone before they're ready um and that's important too because that can be damaging to them to their self-esteem um it could reassure insecurities that they might be having um so really evaluating you know can this person handle this is this person ready for this um and then obviously, you know, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, that's huge. Um, you know, if we if we want to walk in ministry and um minister to women, shepherd women in friendships and life, then we really have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit knows way more than I do, right? With my natural mind. Mm. Um, because it's a spirit, and mm. so the spiritual is what's getting pulled on and that is going to be the most life-changing advice, the most life-changing um, wisdom, affirmation, encouragement that you can give someone is what the Holy Spirit is really saying and drawing on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, that's so, good. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm excited to share now is um, really what the Lord put on my heart. And um, I just kept stewarding this word that Elizabeth said of shepherd Mm. and to be honest I feel very honored that that's you know a description word that she would use for me um and so I just kept pulling on that and I um kept praying into that word I asked the Holy Spirit to reveal more of that word to me and just what does that mean to really walk out being a shepherd in relationships friendships how do we shepherd others but also how do we get get a shepherd right um in friendship um so what i wanted to talk about is um the heart and depth of shepherding friendships mm. um so i'm going to read psalm 23 if you want to follow along um and i know this is not a standard scripture to describe friendship mm. which i think is really fun um, that that's what the Lord chose to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, so if you want to follow along, I'm reading Psalm 23 in the Passion Translation. So starting at verse one, the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me and his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are always near. And we're going to conclude there at verse four. Um, so what the Lord was really revealing to me about this scripture is um, back to a reference in, in older you know biblical times, they would actually anoint the sheep with oil um, because flies and gnats would be bugging at the sheep, you know, eating at their skin, um, tearing away at some of their fur. And that anointing oil was actually a form of protection um, that they did in the olden times. And it caused the flies and the gnats to actually leave the sheep alone. Mm-hmm. and I believe that that's such a beautiful model, beautiful picture of what the Lord has called us to do regarding friendships,
0: that Mm -hmm. we're really
1: called to anoint the heads of our friends Mm -hmm. and be that place where the outside world and um, those things that would try to tear our friends down, that we would be that form of protection, that we would be that form of covering for them, Mm -hmm. um, that we would anoint them um, with that special fragrance, with the, with the sweet fragrance of the Lord so that everything else, that life isn't eating at them. It's not eating them away. And um, I'm going to read Proverbs 27:9 now. And again, I'm going to be reading this in the Passion Translation. Um, sweet friendships refresh the soul and awaken our hearts with joy. For good friends are like the anointing oil that yields the fragrant incense of God's presence. Mm. So when I walk into a friendship, I'm never going into it with a short-term mentality. I'm always thinking about the longevity of the friendship that I want it to have. I'm sowing like I'm going to have this friend in my life for a hundred years. Okay. Mm. Um, I'm, I am purposeful and intentional about what I sow because I want there to be long lasting fruit. Mm. Um, like I said, you know, my, my best friend, you know, we're, we're on nine years of friendship and following, you know, her, I have friends that I've had in my life for a very long time, Um, you know, Ryan and Ruby and Bridget and Tina and Kiana and, you know, and my mom and even my mom is such a sweet, dear friend in my life and to my heart. And um, but these are friendships that have been long lasting. They're they're ongoing. Um, There is a continuum mutual sowing you know we're all mutually sowing into the dynamic of our relationship we're all sowing in fruit and generosity and love and grace and peace and patience and counsel and correction and direction and i I mean these are things that we're all tie tithing in together um and so Um, When I have a friend in my life, and and again, I'm going into it with a long term mentality, but even if it happens to be short term, um, my goal is always when you're in my care, I want you to leave better than when you first came in. Mm, Whether that's that I've helped meet a practical need, or I helped tend to your soul, or I just listened to you. Um, or I helped to offer advice that got you through a tough situation, or I prayed with you and you got more peace or whatever it may be. But that's my goal is that, you know, I take you being my friend as something that the Lord entrusted me with. And he said, here's this heart, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm handing it over to you and I entrust you with it. How will you take care of it? Mm. How will you tend to this heart that's before you? Um, And really, that's where the shepherding, the the pastoring and the tending to really comes into play. And, you know, shepherding looks like leading someone to something better. You know, that's that's Mm -hmm. how I view pastoring. That's how I view being a shepherd is that I'm leading someone into something that's better. Mm -hmm. I love the vision um, and really, the the picture display that you get from reading Psalm 23, especially in the Passion translation, because it reminds me of Jesus, you know, holding out that hook, right? And and he's trying to bring the sheep in. Um, but why? Why does Jesus do that? Because there's something better where Jesus is bringing the sheep than where they're currently at. And in Psalm 23, it's it's practically displayed before us in the way that you know David is um expressing with vulnerability, right, which is such a beautiful attribute in friendship. Mm -hmm. And he is he's describing that um, you know, he feels like he's walking through the valley of the shadow of death, right? And he's feeling those feelings that are real to David, right? Those feelings are real to David and he's going through the emotions and he's going through the experience and he doesn't like where he's at and it doesn't feel good. And Jesus offers something better, but in the midst of him walking through the valley, Jesus never leaves him, right? And that's the epitome of true friendship is that no matter what season Mm -hmm. someone's in, we're walking through it with them, right? We mourn with those who mourn. We have joy with those who have joy. It's that it's we're walking through that with them. And that's what Jesus is doing because he doesn't allow David to camp out there. If you notice that the Bible's very strategic about saying walking Mm -hmm. through the valley not camping out in the valley mm-hmm. that's because the lord loves david so much he's not willing to let david sit in the valley of the shadow of death he's not willing to let him pitch a tent and camp out there right mm-hmm. because the lord knows there's something better for david so in our friendships and our relationships in our life, we're steadfast and we're loyal in the sense that when people are walking through something, we don't abandon them, but we're saying, Hey, there is, there's a better way. You don't have to camp out in jealousy. Mm -hmm. You don't have to camp out in insecurity. You don't Mm -hmm. have to camp out in disappointment. You don't have to camp out in trauma. You can come over here and I'll lead you to the waters that are still in the pasture that's green." And I really believe if we would walk into every relationship with that mentality and the heart posture of, I want to protect you, then we're always going to be leading people to what's better. Mm. We're not going to allow people to stay where they are. Um, We're not going to allow people to believe lies. We're not going to allow people to um, corrupt the kingdom of God. We're not going to allow people to hurt people, right? We're going to lead people to what's better. Um, I think something that needs to be restored in society is really just the healthy fear of the Lord being back into relationships and back into friendship again, because when you have that healthy fear of the Lord, where you don't want to disappoint the Lord, um, you don't want to miss an opportunity that he's given you. You don't want to, um, you don't want to let what he's entrusted to you fall to the ground, right? You're going to take it more seriously. You're going to be more intentional with what he gives you. And, and there's going to be that weighty responsibility that sets in of, I am caring for someone's heart. Mm. Someone has entrusted friendship to me. Someone has entrusted vulnerability to me. Someone has entrusted their confession to me. Someone has entrusted um a painful memory to me. Someone has entrusted just their daily 9 to 5 what they went through at work, right? Someone has entrusted something with you. So the healthy fear of the Lord sets in of like I don't want to mess this up. I want to be very careful, mm-hmm. cautious how I handle this, how I take care of this. Mm-hmm. Um You know, I'm thinking even when um, I got asked to come here um, and even this morning, I was dealing with some nerves, a little bit of butterflies in my stomach. Um, But to me, it's the the nervous excitement of like, God, you've entrusted this opportunity to me. Let it not fall to the Mm -hmm. ground because it's the healthy fear of the Lord that puts that in me. That's like, you know, I want to minister unto you. This isn't about me. I don't want the words to be what I can think of. I want this to be about you, God, and how you can minister to your women. Mm. And, and so the healthy fear of the Lord sets in. And it's the same way when we're dealing with friendships. We have to have that mindset of this is a weighty responsibility. So Proverbs 12, 26 says, Lovers of God give good advice to their friends, but the counsel of the wicked will lead them astray. Good. How do you identify the
0: lovers of God, Kaylee?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think it goes back to spending time with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and knowing those boundaries. Because we have different levels of friendship in our life, right? Not everyone is my best friend, right? Because not everyone holds that same level that Brianna does in my life, right? Um, in the same way, there's going to be people who are not spiritually as mature as you. There's going to be people who are not mentally as sound as you. Um, so... um. Being cautious and careful of what you're listening to and those friends that you allow, like really close to your life, right? Because mm. not everyone has or shouldn't have the same access, the same level of vulnerability, right? The same opus- openness and transparency, right? You're not going to just do that with everyone. So you have to really have the discernment on who gets that close access to your heart. But as far as when we are around others, the goal should always be that, you know, people are encountering Jesus, mm-hmm. right? So it, it, they're not encountering Kaylee, or they're not encountering Elizabeth, right? They're encountering Jesus. So when I read this verse, um, actually, never mind, because I already flipped the page. Um, but when we're talking about um, listening to godly advice, right? So if I'm spending time with the Holy Spirit truthfully and I am able to convey something from that to Elizabeth, right? That the hope would be that the advice I'm able to give her leads her into goodness, not leads her astray, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I said there's that weighty responsibility, right? Because I'm saying I love Jesus. I'm, a, you know, I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. So I need to be able to direct people towards. Jesus and towards the Holy Spirit, not leading them astray. Mm-hmm. So just being really cautious of what we say, what we talk about, um, what does Jesus look like when people are around us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because it shouldn't look like gossip, it shouldn't look like slander, it shouldn't look like tearing other people down, um, you know, because that just looks like the world, right? That could lead somebody astray in the sense that they're like, well you know, this Christian thing looks the same as the world thing. What's the difference, right? Mm -hmm. That can lead someone astray. So just, you know, when we think about things, you know, being careful about what we're thinking about when we speak, you know, that we're filtering our words so that we, we wouldn't offend someone. Um, you know, if we want to speak the truth and love, that's different, but we're not trying to offend people. Um, we're not trying to put people down. Um, and again, I think if you're going through the model of some of these different things, then it's going to help with the accountability to be that, that godly friend in someone's life. So. yeah,
0: mm, so good. And then like discerning, I remember you shared this with me before, discerning yeah. like the levers of God, <laughs> you'll know them mm-hmm. by their fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people can say, um, whatever they want to and the compassionate side of us sometimes it's like oh they love the lord right. or yeah and so we just want to believe for the best but knowing them by their fruit their absolutely. fruit is a good way to also yeah that that's yeah. helpful for me yeah absolutely which yeah. is relationships and a lot of times it's like <laughs> other good christ-centered relationships around that person too and yeah yeah,
1: yeah exactly yeah um and that that is biblical judging by fruit is biblical there's there's nothing um unhealthy about that there's um there's no judgment in that right um again that's a boundary it's not a judgment because those are two different positions of the heart judgment and discernment are two different positions so if you're discerning that someone doesn't have this fruit effectively in their life and you're not able to partner with that you don't want to then you have full control over what you say yes to what you say no to you know let your yes be yes let your no be no anything in between is not of the lord Mm -hmm. um so you have the opportunity to go you know this fruit they're saying is in their life is not, I'm not seeing it. So I think I'm going to just wait. I'm going to take a step back, look more from the outside before I partner with this, before I say yes to this. Um, but it's not coming out of judgment. Does that make sense? Because even when we see, um, I'm trying to think of, uh, there's a marriage book that I've been reading lately and, um, it's from Paul David Tripp, And he said, you know, it's always the grace of God that allows you to see the sin of another Mm -hmm. so that you know how to pray. Wow. It's the same thing with fruit. When we see someone lacking in fruit, it's never a place for us to go, oh, well, this person doesn't have this. So nope, not talking to them or not spending time with them Mm -hmm. because that is not the position of our heart. That doesn't keep our heart tender. What keeps our heart tender is actually going like, God, I'm I want this person to encounter the truth. And so I'm contending and I'm believing that this person would encounter the truth. Would you help them to know the truth that would set them free? Um, God, would you rid them of every lie that's holding them back? Right. It's so we're, again, we're going to war on behalf of the things that we're not seeing.
0: It's beautiful. Um, It reminds me of like a little thing, like kind of like, Why instead of discarding people, don't we disciple people?
1: Mm, You know what I mean? So good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think again, you have different levels of friendship. And so, again, you have to discern, you have to know uh, what's acceptable to you, what's acceptable to the Lord. Where are you at? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, is this something that you're willing to walk through with someone? Right. Um, But I mean, I think that we can't expect to have influence. If we're not involved, it's good. Um, and so that's sometimes that's going to look messy and it might look like heartbreak. It might look dysfunctional. Um, but how do we expect to have people encounter breakthrough um, to, to encounter the truth if we're not willing to have any sort of influence, you know, in their life. So, um, and again, you have to know what that boundary is for you. Cause that's a very personal thing. It's not for everybody but you get to decide if that's you or if it's someone else, you know, Mm -hmm. so, um, so just kind of going back to Psalm 23 and and what it really encompasses, but, you know, the very first line of Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. Mm. I mean, right there, you could stop at that just first one and meditate on that, on how to be a better friend. And you would walk away with so much mm. because the depth in that statement of I can be a friend and I can be a shepherd. I believe that that's really, you know, the Lord's intent as we do um, relationships with others and we walk through different seasons um, is that the friend and the shepherd would coexist, they would go Mm -hmm. hand in hand. Um, And so I get to be a shepherd, but I also get to be a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, um, you know, when you go to go into any form of relationship with the mindset and the heart posture of, I want to protect this, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be more intentional about the decisions that you make. And we can't control what someone else says. We can't control what someone else does. We can't control if someone wants to be friends with us, right? But we can choose to go in with a goal. We can choose to have the mindset and the heart posture of, I want to protect this person. I want to protect this relationship. And like I said before, sometimes that's going to look like hard conversations, correction. Um, it's going to look like sympathy, empathy, compassion. It's going to look like having grace, patience. It's going to look like having love. Right. Um, but we should always be leading people to something that's better. Mm,
0: So good. So, um, what I love too, about Psalm 23, and it said the first line, just the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd we were going through a verse in Matthew talking about, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Yeah. And then the second most important commandment is love your neighbor yeah. as yourself. Yeah. But if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, like he is your best friend. Like you're experiencing yeah. the fullness of his love as your best friend, which equips you to have enough to give, to be the friend. To others, which is the second most commandment. So prioritizing those things, but experiencing it first. And that's what David was talking about. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I know this. I know God is my best friend. Yeah. And he's included in my thoughts and my desires of my soul and my strength and my work, you know, like all those things. Yeah. And because of that, like I'm sure he was able to love well, you know? Yeah. And I mean,
1: it's such a beautiful, um, testimony to the friendship of David and the Lord, because David knew the Lord is always there for me, no Mm. matter what season I go through, no matter how honest I am, no matter how transparent I am, no matter how I'm feeling, the Lord is there. And, you know, and that's so beautiful to know that. I mean, it, it, it's, it's incredible to know. And I truly know like in, in the depths of my heart, That that is the kind of relationship that I not only have with the Mm word, but that I have with Brianna. You know, Mm -hmm. I know that through any season, Brianna is going to be right there. Mm -hmm. You know, I know, because our our friendship has stood time. It's stood the test of time. It's stood through different seasons. Mm -hmm. And so I know like, she can be that for me and I can be that for her. And so, Mm -hmm. um, You know, it really goes back to, I think even something simple that our parents used to tell us growing up is like, treat others how you would want to be treated. Right. It's so simple, but for me, I mean, that's really what it boils down to. You cannot ask someone to, you know, give something that you're not willing to give. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if we walk out this model of being a friend and a shepherd, like, I just think you can't go wrong, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's so good.
0: so good (laughs) so much gold I love it um I think a lot of people don't prepare for friendship Mm. and I think that that's when people get hurt because you don't prepare for it the same way as you prepare for marriage but it's still a really valuable thing you know what I mean like yeah I like that it's worth protecting
1: yeah it's kind of like if you were to go into marriage and you were more concerned about the wedding day yes then the, the relationship. marriage Woo! that's an issue come on girl right? That's a whole another podcast <laughs> that's good. Um, but it's the same thing with friendship um, yeah I mean it's it's very similar you can't look at it as short-term or only what you're gonna gain or you know I'm only gonna sew into this if it feels good or you know it's you're setting up for a commitment of friendship
0: mm-hmm. and what does it look like to continuously sow into that, you yeah. know, so good. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope this blessed you added value to your life in a way that you can rest, absorb, root deeply in and apply to your life. Be sure to find us on social media at Bloomstrong Ministries and on our website at bloomstrongministries.org.